Don Gerica on SAFM. Over the past two years, an acceleration of technology adopted across society, propelled by COVID-19. Uh, as normality returns, some technology adoption is likely to slow down, but some technology advancements will probably evolve and change our everyday reality. According to Wesley DiPoco, editor-in-chief of Fast Company. Uh, Wesley, thank you very much for joining us. It's It's been a tumultuous two years, and I, I imagine if you're not on the forefront of technology, things have changed a lot. Yeah, no, most definitely, John. In fact, um, you know, like uh, one of the technologies that we looked at is it's already something that people have been talking about, at least in the academic circle, mm-hmm. and we're likely to see more of that uh, going forward. But yeah, I think uh, I think also when you look around the world, you see some parts of the world already adopting technologies, and in South Africa we tend to be slow, so <laughs> we ought to learn, I think, from what's uh, coming and, and really prepare ourselves. Uh, before we before we go to the look ahead, let's look at some of the things that didn't work over the last couple of years. To me, the biggest one must be this the metaverse or meta Facebook thing that kind of yeah. has fallen apart. Well, I wouldn't say it has fallen apart. I think um, uh, I think Facebook has uh, taken a step back in as far as the ambitions they've had about the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that it's something that will slowly be be looked at by other companies. I mean, not so long ago, uh, I've, I've, I've learned that, you know, there's, there's a, a thinking around having metaverse around companies, you know, almost like a, an enterprise version of, of, of the metaverse. In other words, you have, um, you know, industries adopting the metaverse and create like spaces for work, and that would probably be right. different to, to, to others uh, that are more consumer and more social in nature. So yeah, I think it, you know technology tends to take a you know a, a sort of a sort of an organic approach into as far as how it, it gets adopted or implemented, and I think uh, we will probably see more of these things coming up uh, in 2023. But no, I wouldn't say Facebook uh, failed. I think uh, let's let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah, it it's almost as if. You kind of hope that Zuckerberg was so far ahead of his time. He's, he he was yeah. pushing something that we don't quite understand yet, but in six years, seven yeah. years' time, it'll be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, so uh, look, at, I must just point out also that, you know, it's not necessarily Meta or uh, Facebook that is, let's say, a pioneer in this space. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they took something that was already in place. Um, I think one of the first Meta verses that I know of, or at least that I've experienced myself, is something called Second Life. Mm. Um, and it's been around for more than 10 years, really, and, and, it's, and it still exists. It's just that Facebook being Facebook, um, <laughs> they transitioned, <laughs> you know, they've transitioned uh, the company from focusing on one element, uh, social networking, the way they've approached it, and now focus their efforts towards metaverse. And, and I think uh, F- Facebook is in the news all the time, and I think that is what also makes us think that they, they they are taking the lead in this space, but I think the way they've approached it has really created the hype uh, and, and and really uh, you know got people interested in this space. That's why you see a lot of companies now talking about their version of metaverse, Microsoft, and others. If you've got forty four billion rand lying around or thirty four billion dollars lying around, would you have bought Twitter? <laughs> It's a good question. I'd say yes. I think, um, I mean, assuming I'm a billionaire, I mean, billionaires tend to buy media companies. And I think 
uh, that kind of this type of billionaire that we're talking about, it made sense for him to buy this particular media entity. Look, I think uh, Twitter is a very important company, um, but I think to answer your question differently, I, I do not think that Twitter is, is supposed to be owned by a private entity or mm-hmm. an individual. You know, it's too important to be led by, you know, a, a private interest, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, and, and, and I think maybe with it being owned by a private entity, you probably need more safeguards, regulations that take care of issues that we've seen, like um, how speech is, is kind of being controlled uh, even now, even though they promised not to. Um, yeah, so so yeah, I think uh, it's, it's an important company. I don't know if it was worth $44 billion, though. Uh, uh, it's interesting uh, that uh, he went for it, even though uh, it was so expensive. Okay, let's talk about artificial intelligence. For me, and I don't know if you agree with me at all, Wesley, but to me, artificial yeah. intelligence is is something that's a little scary, but it's it's already there. We've got artificial intelligence in uh, in Dali creating artworks that are being debated. Photoshop yeah. has got it. Videos got it. Audios got it now. It's and and now you can have a conversation with a bot and give you answers to things. Um, yeah. Is, is this the way we are going to go? Are humans become so lazy, you're just going to go to a computer and say, make me a picture? Well, I would say that uh, we will have assistance right. from AI. You know, we, like if you take, uh, for instance, the recent one, Chat uh, GPT, and, and, and I think IBM came up with Watson uh, at some point. Yeah. So if you think of uh, people in the health space, and if you are trying to understand something about cancer, for instance, you know, in cancer research. And if these things can assist doctors to understand, um, you know, cures or approaches around medicine, then they, they, they will become a useful tool. And I think a tool is it's a key word here that uh, we, we, I don't think we'll see these things replacing human beings per se, right. but we will use them as tools, uh, you know, to augment what we do and not necessarily to replace human beings. It's just become easier to use, I guess. It's been around. I was, yeah. watch, I was watching a thing today on the way. I can upload a picture, right? Yes. Upload a picture of me standing anywhere, and I can just use my mouse, scroll over me, and I can disappear, and it fills up behind me. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so that yeah. And whereas that took, that took a, a Photoshop expert like three days to be able to do yeah. that. That's the difference, yeah. right? Exactly. That's a very important example that you make is that, um, you know, the amount of time it takes uh, people in the creative space to do things may be reduced now. Um, and, and, and I think also another important point, John, to make about these things is that the, 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 there was a point in time where there was a need to have a specific skills, you know, and, and, and as we use these tools, it, those skills will probably become less and less important. Right. Um, and I suppose also shift human beings into doing certain things, mm. let's say, that are more important as opposed to, you know, the doing iterative stuff that can be taken care of by, by technology. All right. Let's talk about the little things we keep in our pockets. Foldable is the new thing over Christmas. Uh, everything yeah. was foldable, foldable. We've also got the smart watches that are just amazing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is What are our cell phones going to look like in two years' time? Yeah, that's a, an interesting one for me. I think I've been bored by smartphones, for instance. <laughs> I think they all look the same. Right. Uh, but, it, it, I mean, as from right about next, last year and probably a year before, we've seen foldables coming 
to 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 the market. We uh, I, I would say that the year 2023 is going to be the year of the foldables. Um, by, and by that I mean that you will see more companies in the, the smartphone manufacturers, for instance, going into this space. We know that there's already um, one of the leading smartphone companies that ha- that already has a smart uh, foldable in the market already. Mm-hmm. We will see more of those. I think uh, interesting companies from Asia, for instance, they will be going very very much into this space. Um, and, and and by the way, John, not just smartphones. Um, um, other devices as well. Uh, I mean, you think of tablets. Uh, I know that there's, there, I mean, currently there's a CES happening, uh, and, yes. and I think there's some interesting news that will come out of that uh, around foldables as well. So it, it's going to be an interesting time. I mean, uh, you didn't ask the question, but I, I can just mention that having experienced a, a foldable, I can tell you, mm-hmm. as someone who reads a lot, it is very, very cool to read. Uh, on an affordable device as compared to just reading on a okay. smaller screen. Right. So I think there are some uses depending on how you like to use these things. And uh, yeah, I've seen also people are very much keen on them, which is an interesting uh, development on its own. I imagine as, as houses get smaller and smaller, foldable TVs could be a thing where you can just fold it away <laughs> and uh, put it under yeah. top of books or something and unfold it. Uh, I do yeah. want to talk about, I can't believe it, in your article, you, you're talking about 6G already. I, I can't even get my head around 5G and speeds. Is there something yeah. faster? Yeah. No, no, for sure. And I think it, it, it remains a conversation or an issue that will be talked about for now because uh, technologists uh, that are working on this I foresee that uh, 6G will, will start seeing it around about 2030. But yeah. wh- why I mention it essentially is that we've talked a lot about 5G and yes. in, uh, there's some countries that have already experienced 5G. And in 2023, we will see more uh, you know, discussions around 6G. Um, uh, you'll go to conferences, you'll hear people talking about 6G because it has moved uh, a little bit uh, and I think there's some progress uh, in academic spaces around uh, 6G. So, um, I, and I mentioned this because, I mean, one of the reasons why we write uh, these uh, uh, opinion pieces sometimes is mm. to help society to prepare itself. <laughs> and I think if companies, businesses, uh, or to just bear that in mind, is that, uh, of course, we have 5G now, and maybe we haven't experienced enough of it, but there's 6G on the way also very, very oh. soon. <laughs> Five, 5G can do 20 gigs per second and something faster is coming along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. I think um, if you look at the use cases for, for 5G, for mm-hmm. instance, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, autonomous vehicles. We, we talk right. about yes. IoTs and these things that are objects, essentially, that are connected, that requires power connectivity to to function mm-hmm. those are the, the 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 tools that we use uh 5g and and i know a lot of people tend to look at it from a point of view of how do we use the internet and read stuff and, and watch stuff no but there's more to it mm-hmm. as far as industry is concerned uh i think um it will make a huge huge difference uh as to how society functions uh using technology i was i saw a fascinating documentary uh, a quick little highlights thing in fact on on youtube yeah. Where these these can it's a connected uh, fertilizer. It's on the back of a tractor, right, in yes. a farm, and it's connected. And on this fertilizer, think think like a big plow, and yes. as it goes, it's got little cameras, and a little camera takes a picture of the plant, and it can identify what the health of that plant is like. 
and give wow. exactly the amount of fertilizer that that plant needs. Sure. And it memorizes every single plant on the farm. You know, there's, there's thousands that's and amazing. thousands of farms. And that's, but it needs that connectivity to be able to do that. Exactly. And, and that's what exactly. you're talking about. Exactly, that's the point. And, 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 and I think uh, we, we talk about agri-tech, we talk about mm. um, edu-tech, uh, we, we talk about all health tech, for instance, is one of the areas where we'll see more of these things being useful in. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, smart houses, <laughs> uh, smart buildings, yeah. uh, all of these uh, will use uh, 5G, uh, one to be faster, to be more functional and reliable, I think uh, is also another uh, critical thing that we'll be able to Right. So bottom line, Wesley DePoco is technology speeding up. Hold on. It's only going to get faster. Yeah, I think we, we just need to, uh, you know, be excited about these things and, and also see how we can use them for, 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 for our lives. And I mean, they will be there, but if we don't figure out how they benefit us, uh, they, will, they will be there, but uh, less useful. I think. Wesley DePoco, editor-in-chief of The Fast Company. Technology's flying away with us. Already they're talking 6G. The conspiracy theorists haven't finished with 5G yet. Uh, can we take a quick sting, Mark? And then we'll take a couple of messages. I see some SMSs that I have.